1: What up, y'all? It's your boy, Rodney Perry. And we are... What's up, y'all? It's your boy, Rodney Perry, and we are live. This is Rodney Perry live. We're about to get it in. It's going to be a great show today. Uh, I want to, first of all, of course, like we do every week, um, take some time and shout out uh, all my friends that are listening, my Facebook friends, my Twitter friends, my Facebook. I have actually three Facebook pages. And my my third Facebook page is almost full, man. I, I've been I've been getting, you know, people hit my Facebook page at like, at like a, a hundred and some people a day It's hitting me up, man. So thank y'all, all my brand new Facebook friends. Uh, my newest Facebook page is uh, uh, facebook dot com forward slash uh, Rodney B Perry. That's my fan page. And of course, you know, I'm very active on my Facebook page. I, I talk to everybody. That's just what I do. Uh so, uh with that, uh, we got a great show lined up for y'all today, man. Uh this 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 guy that that's gonna be my guest is so incredible. Had a chance to sit down and break bread with him uh this week. And he's just a good dude, man, and I can't wait to introduce y'all to him if you don't already know him. So yeah, we got to get him in. y'all stay with me.
0: On parle
1: live today. It's going to be so incredible. It's going to be an off-the-chain show. Uh, before we get into the show, I got to shout out where I'm going to be next. I'm headed to Chicago, Illinois, y'all, going out to visit my grandmother, going out to visit family in the city of Chicago, the city that I know and love. And uh, this Friday, I'll be at Outriggers. Outriggers, that's on the south side, uh, Tinley Park. It's going to be off-the-chain live show. It's a small place. Get your tickets, cause Chicago, I'm coming, and when I come, everybody know I pull the paint off the wall. Uh, August 26th and 27th, the Jazz and Jokes Nashville. It's going to be off the chain. uh, September 9th and 10th at the house in Philly, September 9th and 10th. The weekend of my birthday, September 15th weekend, I'm going to Vegas. We're going to Vegas. We're going to get it in myself. Kevin Hart, my boy Harry, we going hard in Vegas. I'm going to see if I can get David Arnold to come out there. I'm going to see if I can get my homie Steve Drake to come out there. We going hard in Vegas the weekend of my birthday. So y'all keep keep looking out, and, and we will go into October. October is a big month for me. I'm starting the recession comedy tour, the recession comedy tour. Um, the uh, first weekend, the 7th and 9th, I'm at the uh, Levy Funny Bone, and in, uh, in, which is actually Cincinnati. And then on the 14th and 16th, 14th through 16th, I'm at the Artist and Improv. But the rest of those dates in that month, I'm going to take dates with all of the comedy clubs that, that for whatever reason, somebody was a promoter and you didn't really have a, a, a lot of money. I'm taking your dates in the month of October. If you got $1,500, I'm going to take the date put a G in my pocket, and get 500 to charity. That's what Rodney Perry does. That's what it's going to be. Y'all stay with me. This is Rodney Perry. The Recession Comedy Tour is coming in October, and uh, we, we just did it in. We got some movies coming up, and that's one of the reasons I wanted to do this show today is I wanted to get the opportunity to, to bring this guy in, man. I had the pleasure of sitting down with him uh, the other day, and I was just impressed, man, uh, uh, a writer – a, a director, a producer, and you know a lot of us go through this game and talk about what we gonna do or what we should do, and this guy's one of those guys that, that did it. His name is Steve Drayton, ladies and gentlemen. Let me bring him on the line, Steve. yes, sir. What's up, yes, man? Sir. Hey, man, thank you for thank you for calling in, man. This is Rodney Perry live, man. Uh, it, it's an it's an extreme pleasure to get to sit down and chop it up with you, do Rodney Perry. <laughs> man, Steve. First of all, uh, uh, for anybody that don't know, I guess we can go on clear the air first of all, and tell people, you know, your lineage, your lineage in hip hop. You know, and and, yes, and I sir. want you to do that. I want you to do that first, without, if you can, without mentioning the obvious thing that people look for. So, Steve, tell us your your, your legacy in hip hop.
2: My legacy of hip hop I'm I was I was there when it all started back in New York, you know what I'm saying? Um okay. a lot of stuff happened out up in the Bronx, then it rolled on out to Long Island, you know, what they they call it Strong Island now, you know, where a bunch of uh celebrity rappers, they come out of that area. And um I was back when we were doing the park jam and, you know, um break dancing on the cardboard. That's how far back I go, you know, as far wow. as hip hop. But then, you know, I end up going on a on a you know, getting into music real hard going on tour um public enemy. You know, I went on a tour with them, you know, I was doing sound them, And then you know, from there, you know, I decided to break out into movies, basically.
1: Wow. Uh so so again, like I said, the obvious connection is the fact you tour public enemy and uh the man, the myth, the legend, Mr Flavor Flav, is your big brother.
2: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That's my brother. I love him, you know. As a matter of fact, I'm getting ready to do a film, and um, Flavor Fade is going to, you know, he's going to be in the film.
1: Wow. Along I with my it, boy Rodney Perry. Hey, man, I- I'm so excited about this movie, man. I- I'm sitting here looking at the script right now, and it- it's a funny movie. It's got comedy. It's got drama. Uh, but before we get into that film, let's talk about your first film. Let's talk about... What it takes to get a movie done, or what it t- took for you to get the movie done?
3: Oh,
2: hey Rodney, man, it was crazy because number one, um, I didn't really want to deal with the whole nepotism thing in the beginning. You know, it, it, and nepotism is really not a bad thing, but I wanted to do something on my own and let people show that I I, I have my own talent and my my own gift. So what I did is I took some money that I saved up, which wasn't a lot of money, and I got together with a bunch of people, and we shot this film called Married Men and Single Women, and uh, I went and I asked some other people about some loot without letting them know, you know, who my family was, and to see what kind of reaction I could get from them, and real talk, Rodney, nobody was really feeling me, so I just took my loot, and um, I went out to Houston, you know. And I I casted a bunch of people, and we shot the film. And after after I shot the film, the next step, we're trying to get a distribution deal. And, you know, I hustled and pounded the ground, and I ended up getting a distribution deal for married men and single women. You know what I'm saying? And married men and single women, you know, basically the synopsis to that is um, it's about three guys. They're all bus drivers. They all get married, and they all start cheating on their wives. It's a triple wedding, but they all start cheating on their wives, and this film... Tell the consequences that happen when people go outside their marriage. Basically,
1: wow, wow, man! And 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 the thing about the movie, man, I, I watched the trailer. It's got so many great themes, and 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 I know, and, and you got a lot of lot of love for this movie because when I became aware of it, you were getting awarded, and I was like, wow, man, this dude, your first movie out, and you you capture awards and things of that nature, man. What That must have been crazy for you to start off writing this project from nothing, producing it, directing it yourself, spending your own money, and and, and, and and to get it done, man. I mean, you know, my friend David Arnold, who is a comedian and a filmmaker and a writer, you know, I watched him do, you know, his project, and I, I, I'm always impressed by people that get stuff done, man, Um what was that like to see it come full circle and actually be finished?
2: Rodney, it was like an incredible feeling, you know, because um, just, just I, I want to put it out there. If anybody ever tell you that you cannot do something, let that be, be the vehicle to, to make you go harder because everybody was saying I was crazy and I couldn't do it. And I, I'm not gonna believe them. I'm only gonna believe with the the gift that God gave me, and and listen to His words. His words is not sometimes not physical, but it's in your mind and your brain. How you touch the spirit and tell you keep it moving, keep going. You gotta give, believe in your gift, and go for it. And that's exactly what happened to me, and that's how I got this
1: film done. Believe it or not. Wow, man. So so you got you got the new movie. The new movie is about to hit the street. Uh, are you as excited oh. about this movie as you were when you did
2: that? I, I'm even more excited, Rodney, because um, number one is this movie is called Child Support. It's about um, it's called Family Court. It's about guys and, and and people that are having their child support problems. It's a crazy film, and there's a lot of good lessons. I'm trying to do these good lessons, make the, make the movie funny, put some drama in it, and, and everybody come out with a lesson lessons, more than one. And I'm like I'm excited about doing this film, Rodney, because I got my girl Joe Marie. Joe Marie Peyton. That's Harriet Quinslow mm-hmm. from Family Matters. I mean she's just a, she's an icon, you know? Wow and, and she 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 she's coming on to this project just because me you know, we developed a relationship. So I am just looking forward to working with her. I'm looking forward to working with uh you Rodney. I'm looking forward to working with uh, uh Tony Award winning uh Actor, singer, R&B singer, uh, Tony Terry. You know this is going to be oh, a, wow. a fantastic film. Um, and th- but this time, Rodney, I got all the toys. I, 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 it's like a kid who back in the days, man, they used to just make something out of nothing, and then when they get the toys, they appreciate it. I'm getting the toys, right. Rodney.
1: So, so uh, when you when you start you start directing your first film, you've never done it before. What was your biggest obstacle?
2: My biggest obstacle was while well, I'm trying to direct, and the actors, some of the actors, were so phenomenal, and some of the stuff is so funny, I'm trying to keep a straight face, and I just couldn't, Rodney. I, I, used to, I used to lose it. I used to lose it. I'm trying to keep a straight face, and I'm trying to stay professional because I know it's a professional business, but I couldn't help it, Rodney. They, I, I was cracking up right in the middle of a tape. I'd mess up. I'd mess up the take. Wait a minute, you can't mess up the tape. You can't do that thing, can you? I know, but I had to learn, you know. So, you know, it, my, that whole first film was a, a huge learning experience for me, huge. You know, right. so now I want to take all everything that I learned off the first film and make this this second film a honey.
1: Wow. So so I'm going to ask you this, man, um, and, and, and this is probably something that, that, that I'm sure you're paying attention to. Of course, you, you, you've seen the um, – you know the Tyler Perry, you know Spike Lee beast, You know you've heard about that. What's your take on that as a director, man? Uh, uh, what do you hash out on what side, if any side?
2: Um. Yeah, Rodney, for real. I'm I'm, that, I'm like really new to on the and all that, and but but I do respect everybody that's out there as far as independent filmmakers that's out there grinding doing their thing. I, I, re, I
1: respect right. them, you know. Because it's not easy as people think it is. You don't just make a movie. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. And 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 I'll give you my take on it in, in general. And and I and I love Spike Lee. I love Spike Lee's film. I think he made some classics. I don't think we as people of color have the luxury of talking about each other publicly ever. You know, because it's just not enough of us do, working. You know, so right. you know, just just because of that, that in itself it's kind of um you know kind of my take on it you know uh, whether you are a, a fan of, of Spike Lee or whether you a, or, or whether you're not a fan of Tyler Perry you got to applaud that these men are employing more black people in Hollywood than nobody else and more than anything Randy, it's i just... I got to
2: give you a props I got to give you your props on that because you you 100% correct and um I want I want to I want to kind of sort of join that allegiance, where I can give black people in new faces a chance to to to, to be discovered, because I'm not gonna call any names, but it, you know, the, a lot of the films the same exact actors keep showing up. We need a few fresh faces. I'm gonna give the, the you know the veterans giving them the props. They they got that, but we do need fresh faces because people do they do sort of get tired. That's been my biggest um, that's been my biggest feedback. We're tired of seeing the same old faces bring some new faces in to join them so that's what i'm trying to do right as far as you know bring fresh talent in
1: right right i i love it man i love it man i had a chance to sit in on one of your casting sessions man and and you know what i what i look for in a director is uh, a, a somebody that has a sense of when somebody needs it and somebody has a sense of when a letter actor go and i was watching you man and 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 you have you have a great sense of that. Like, what is you what does your style come from as a director?
2: Well, right. This, this is this is how I do it. Um, the the um the seasoned actors, I'm gonna be I ain't, I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you i I'm gonna be real hard on them because they're seasoned. The ones that not mm-hmm. not a season, If they do a read for me and I actually see, and I actually see something that. That that I see something, even if it's only like ten seconds of a read, and I see something really phenomenal. I like to take that and and mold
1: it and turn it to something that that that's great. Got it, got it. And, and we're on the line with writer, director, producer, Mr. Steve Drayton. If you don't know Steve Drayton, you better ask somebody. Get your Google on. Check out his films. Check out what he's doing. He's one of those dudes, y'all. Well, let me tell you something. I talked to I talk to. Kevin Hart before he blew up. I talked to Angel Carwell before she was uh, uh, One Life to Live, and uh, and I, I've had I've been really blessed to really chat with some really great people that were on the cusp of greatness. And I believe you're that next guy, Steve man. And uh, oh. so it's, a, it's people in the chat room listening. I want to shout out my man Lanelle 600 who's listening up. He said he want to be one of those new faces in your new room, your new movie. Uh, uh, and, uh, so we got people tuned in right now as we speak, and I got a caller on the line, I think they want to come in, they want to chat, Steve, hold on, stay right there, I got a caller come in, I want to holler at you. Uh Caller, you're on the line, 347, you on the line with Steve Drayton, writer, director, producer. Yeah, yeah, what's up, this is Bud Johnson, Steve Drayton, owe me some money, son. <laughs> Wait a
2: minute,
0: oh, Bud. Yeah, bud.
2: Bud, 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 real talk, Bud, I'm going to get you the Thunderbird, baby boy. I'm going to get you the Thunderbird. I know what kind of wine you drink. When I come to New York, I got you, son. I just couldn't catch you before, but I, you, you moved too fast for me, Bud. But, you know, hey, Bud, check this out. And I'm, I'm going to let you know, anybody out there listening, including you, Bud, I want you all to Facebook me, be my Facebook friend, because I'm showing the movie tonight for free again. So. All you gotta do is become a Facebook friend at nine o'clock tonight, I'm showing the movie for free. For anybody wanna watch it. Now
1: now now tonight Married Men Single Women is going up on your Facebook page. Is that what I understand?
2: Yeah. Yes
1: sir. Wow. So they can see they can see the movie in its entirety. Uh so what, All what you gotta do is friend me. It's Facebook forward slash what?
2: Stephen Drayton Senior.
1: And that's S T E V E N D R A Y T O N S R. Yes, sir. Hey, y'all heard it right here on Rodney Perry Show. Hey, and and you know my man just just, just called in. That's my man, Dre Parker. Dre, Parker. Hey, what up, bro? What's up, Dre? What's up? I'm just bored. What's up, y'all? <laughs> <laughs> now, now, Dre, give me give me your background with Mister Drayton, man. Me and Steve Drayton go back like 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 back- and old tuna fish cans. We I, I knew dudes, but we, just, we, we was in a rap group together and
2: <laughs> shit. What? Yo, Steve. Yo. Yo, what's up, family? Every time we do the hump dance, makes me feel like
4: <laughs> I'm
0: having a party in my pan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. yeah. Take it
2: over.
0: <laughs> Everybody do yeah. the hump dance.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we had we, we had a jam called the hump dance back in the day. You know, it did well.
1: Everybody was nah, doing nah. It. that did y'all have a hump dance out before the Humpty Humples was out? Hell yes, yeah. Sir. Yes, sir. Wow.
2: <laughs> That's crazy. Yep. yep. They, they 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 took our they took our they took our our steam and made it made it hot. That's all they did.
1: That's crazy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah man, that's my family, Roddy man. That's my family man, and that's why you know I, I'm glad that you're hooked up together. Because that's that's good. Yeah man, it's just crazy, it's crazy. And for anybody don't know, Drake Parker has got the Drake Parker show. He's been doing it forever, you know. And and it's one of, it's one of the good shows that's internet based. And uh, so go check out my man Drake Parker. Drake, you know you, you are a super talented cat man. And uh, you know, uh, uh uh Steve and I was talking and he was like, Yo, I'm about to do something with Dre Parker that's gonna shake up the world. So I'm excited for you that you hooked up and uh, I can't wait to see what y'all do together on, on the big screen. Okay, hopefully he ain't say nothing about that strip club last month. No, he didn't mention that. <laughs> oh damn, <laughs> damn. I just Damn. The uh, the the midget the midget strip club? <laughs> Now that's something else, Rod. That's you. Oh, okay, okay. I, I know I did that. <laughs> hey, yo, Tim, hey, let man, me say something hey. real fast. Let me say something real fast. Hey, yo, man, y'all keep doing your thing. I got I to gotta run real fast. Yo, y'all know this cat, Steve Drake? Watch him. He going to do his thing. Yo, Steve, I'm going to hit you later about the DVD. I'm almost done. Hey, I, hey. thanks, thanks, Drake. Steve, All right, chill up? Nigga, Steve got a phone call. <laughs> Hello. Steve, Steve get a Steve. phone call, he just be gone. Yeah, I'm not mad. I am not. Steve is still on. He driving Steve. past the tower. You know, how you drive past the tower and you, you, you just go off. Yeah, I, I think, else, I, I, he, I, he I, does he doing doing it to home. me all the time. Don't don't take it personal. Don't don't do that. All right. Hey hey, it's, it's, it's a great show today. This your boy Rodney Perry. This Rodney Perry live. I'm talking to my man Steve Drayton. Uh for those of you who don't know, this is Flavor Play Play's brother, y'all. And, and really a good dude. And uh one of the other reasons I wanted to talk to him today is too is about, about being the brother of a famous guy. I mean, how hard is that? How tough is that. Steve, you there?
4: You want me you want me to
1: hang up so you can call back in? Uh no, no, we got we got lines, we got lions, so um he, he should be able to get back in whenever he hit back. Hey Dre, hey man, thanks for calling in, and uh, you know, keep listening, man. We are gonna keep keep putting up these shows, keep doing it. And uh, next week, my my guest next week get this, Dre Parker, Miss Sherry Shepard from the View is my guest for next week. Uh oh, uh oh, uh oh. Yeah, yeah. So I'm excited about that. Sherry and I go back, you know, 15 years, you know, and we was all coming up doing stand up in uh, in LA, and uh, and she come on uh, next week, so. I'm excited about that. Can't wait to get that in. And uh and y'all 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 stay tuned. I'm on right now with Drake Parker. It looked like we lost lost our guest for the day, but that's okay. Thank y'all for tuning in. My my Twitter follow in the chat room is heating up. And uh RP uh I know I know who you are, Linnell. I know who you are, baby. Linnell say, Rodney, I'm the promoter of this book, uh you at the White Party. I'm trying to get in I'm trying to get fam, okay. Currently, doing the pilot uh for promoting the South Southern Cal California showcasing our promoters and event that comes with it. it is gonna be a hit. Hey, hey, shout out to Linnell man and everything you're doing, man. You you one of them dynamic dudes. Call in, dude. Call in. The number seven one eight three oh five six three eight three. We are getting it in live off the chain. This is Rodney Perry Live. The show today, uh it, it's it's about it's about family. It's about siblings. I wanna shout out to my family. Uh I have uh, five brothers. Do I have five brothers? I have four brothers. I'm I'm one of five, four, four Four brothers. JT, Ryan, Charlie, uh, myself, and Sherry. That's five of us. Uh, oh, my man, David Arnold, is tuned in. What's up, David Arnold? He's in the chat room. David Arnold just tuned in. Uh, give us a call, Dave. 718-305-6383. David Arnold, uh, also a talented filmmaker. Dave and I actually produced our comedy uh, special uh, called Light Skin, Dark Skin. If you know me, you know which part of that I am. And uh, uh, Dave, Dave is one of my, my good friends. And, and really, you know, uh, Dave is kind of an asshole, but he gave me some advice yesterday that really, you know, helped me in my life. So I want to thank David Arnold. He is tuning in as David A. Arnold. I, Dave, you should get a show, man. You should get you a show. This is Blog Talk Radio. The only kind of radio show you wanna be on is fly, it's off the chain. I got callers in the chat room. Excuse me. Oh God, I'm sneezing on there. I can do that, you understand? I can do that. So we get it to in today. It's Robbie Perry Live. And uh uh w I, I wanna throw some stuff out there. Uh I, I was on my, my Twitter page yesterday and uh <laughs> And I did a line of jokes, a line of uh, hashtags. And, you know, I'm always trying to figure out what, what's the next thing, what's the next hot thing that's going on. And um, I want to see if anybody knows about this. First of all, the hashtag that I put out yesterday was, uh, let me pull this mess up, uh, uh, messages to my ex, messages to my ex. So if you got any message to your ex, call in, give me your messages to your ex. Uh message to my ex. Your mama was cool as shit. You have to be adopted. <laughs> messages to my ex. Just sitting here wish I'd never looked at your ass. Cost me five years. Messages to my ex. You got you can say anything to her. And shouts out. Shouts out to the final season of Entourage. You know, because that, that's a good show. Shouts out to that. I miss, I'm miss. i going to miss Entourage. It's still a good show. It's a good show now. And uh, we got a caller calling in. Caller, 909, you on the air. I know who this R- is. This is my man, Linnell. Linnell, right?
3: R- RP, you got it. What's going on, R-P?
1: What's up, Linnell, <laughs> man? Thanks for calling in, man. So you getting in the film business, you promoting, you doing your thing, man. You put on one of the coldest white linen parties I ever I ever seen. dog. what's the thing? Uh
3: we got yeah. another one coming up, actually, uh Labor Day uh this September is gonna be off the hook. You know how we do, we had a whole complex and even outside. You know, we do the comedy, uh, we got live entertainment, about four or five DJs and we have people just coming in from all over the country, man. It's always a big hit. About two or three thousand people all the time, and uh, you know we're just some cats that's trying to, you know, really bring some some really great season entertainment to our people. You know, people got a you lot of what? places to go. Wait
1: a go. minute, Wait, wait a minute. Let me tell you something. You, I know what y'all doing. Y'all getting them girls out there in that white, so y'all can look at them fat booties out there in Cali. <laughs> <laughs>
3: But yeah, we 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 have a, a nice group of people, man. We have beautiful men and women coming, you know. And sometimes they want to put the wrap on the wraparound garments on, or, you know. You know how they get down. You you seen you seen what was going on over there. But but, but and, what, uh, what I
1: like about uh, what I like about what y'all do over there is y'all overwhelmed senses. Y'all had everything. Y'all had live band. Y'all had the DJ. Y'all had you know everything was going simultaneously. It was it was almost women it was almost overwhelming your your senses, man. So, uh, right, yeah, yeah, it's going down uh, Memorial Weekend, Labor Day Weekend. I'm sorry. And what, what's uh, the location, bro?
3: It's uh, Sevilla's uh, Sevilla's Jazz House. It's uh, right off the 91 and in Mission Inn um, in the city of Riverside. This where 91 meets the 60. And you can look up uh, Cafe Sevilla's and online you'll find the address. It's 3252 Mission Inn Avenue. So that's going to be a big hit. It. And then also Ooh. what I was talking about with the uh, promoter uh, event, what we did was me and a couple of partners, uh, we got together and we're doing a reality show that we're trying to get booked. That's why I wanted to holler at your voice, Steve uh, to see Ooh. if we can get it in the network and we're showcasing all the promoters from comedy clubs to uh, uh, jazz club events to just regular clubs. And we take the cameras in and we go to these events and we just see our culture and see how we interact and do our thing and just enjoy ourselves. So there's going to be a lot of uh, uh, hoopla going on, you know, a lot of controversy, you know, because everybody yeah. don't get along. So we're going to bring no, the good no. and the bad.
1: Now, 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 I gotta ask you, man. I've
3: dealt with some
4: great promoters over the years, and
3: I've dealt with some uh-huh. <laughs> some shadies.
1: I've dealt with some terrible promoters. Like, are you gonna have the the the, the CD guys that don't do nothing? Right. Or, or you know, are uh, is, is you gonna have them on there too? That 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 would that would be really some great controversy. Uh,
3: yeah. What we gonna do is have everybody, and it is gonna be aired out. You know, and if, if, say, like, if you, if I commentated with you and you was like, well, I don't like old boy, because, you know, he, you know, say he was going to have my money up front, didn't have the money up front, wasn't no people there, and trying to get me an IOU. So, you know, whatever is going on in the business, we're going to air it out because, you know, it shows for great TV, great topics, but then, you know, it's going to be kind of like a a healing process of how do we overcome these things and, you know, work well together. So we're going to show the good, the bad, and the ugly.
1: I love it, man. I, I want to tell you the five worst words that entertainer could ever hear. Let me holler at you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
3: be yeah, really patient, patiently waiting in the back, you know.
1: Uh, and then let you, me holler at you
3: know, you. Uh, and you know, I need a favor, you know. Man, so I understand. So, so everybody got to eat, now, man.
1: Let's speak. Speak to the other side of that, Linnell, as, as a promoter. Um, when the, the event don't go like you expected to go, and right. and you have to have that conversation with a guy or girl, what what's that like for you?
3: Well, see, here's the thing, RP. Now, personally, if if I put something together, I'm going to be a smart enough dude to have everything lined in place. So, if I'm going to have my budget, I'm going to make sure my budget is covered. Therefore, if the people don't come like I anticipated, then you know, everybody's still going to be taken care of. See, a lot of people don't do that. You know, a lot of people do so many events and so many projects, and then as they're going and making that money, they're spending that money taking care of this and taking care of that. But when the next project comes up, they're relying, thinking that, okay, my following is I know they're going to support this. But sometimes people ain't going to come for whatever particular reason. But you still need right. to have that covered. So I've unfortunately I've never had that situation to where I had to have that conversation. But I do know it happens. I do know it, it exists. But I think to be successful in everything you do, you have to have your game plan and you have to have everything uh, already set out. So a lot of times, you know, you, you run into promoters who got this dream, got this vision, but they don't have the finances to back, up, back it all up. And then they kind of usually caught up in a shuffle.
1: Oh, man, so that, I would that, just that's say a great, that's a great answer, man. I, to have have that money set aside before you even move, and, and right. I've always, you know, to me that seems like you know the the easy answer, but that's just what it is. But you right. know, like you say, most people is robbing Peter to pay Paul, and they're expecting on that door to hit so they can cover everything. And sometimes if that don't happen, you you stuck out. Now, now let me ask you this: as a as a promoter speak to coming across like the new promoters and 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 do you kinda mentor them or are they just on their own so they get it together? Like what what's it like in the promoter world? Like when you first got in the game, was there was there anybody that said, Hey man, Linnell, this is really kind of the way you should do this and that. Do 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 y'all help each other?
3: Yeah, we we got some that really uh, reach out across the board to help. You know, like I can name some of the, the old school cats like Roland you know, uh, Mark Gaspard, uh, you know, even Michael Williams at a point, you know, he could, even though, you know, in my eyes, I'd say Michael was a little shady because uh, he didn't treat the comedians right. You know, right. it's right. like he wanted. Yeah. If he had if a bad night. Mike, he, he, even though he wanted, now if, he's like a cool
1: cat to me, but I've heard horror right. stories about Michael.
3: Right, even Michael though he Williams may have a...
1: Wanted, let, let me get my audience this. Michael Williams is, is the, the gentleman that ran the Comedy Act Theater, which was kind of the birthplace of really urban comedy as we know it right now. I mean, if you were a fan of Def Jam, it all kind of started at the Comedy Act Theater, which which was uh, Michael Williams, you know, thing for many years. So uh, everybody from Hewley to Bernie Mac, to Robin Harris came through this club. So so go ahead. Go ahead, Lenel.
3: Right. Yeah, so, uh, you know, he would have a nice venue, of course, people would get the uh, common support, but the thing about it is when you're doing something, you're doing it for a purpose. Either you're doing it to make money or you're doing it because you really love comedy, black culture, uh, the laughter, and you want to support that. Now, sometimes they don't mix. Sometimes if you want to make money, well, they're doing it to make money, too. They ain't just in your face to be telling jokes because they think they're funny and want to hear you laugh. Yeah, laughter is right. good for the soul, but at the same time, everybody needs to eat. Now, in the beginning, um, you know, there was no precedent set. There was no uh, level to ascertain to when it came to taking care of the comedians and then, you know, providing for your own family. So what happened right. with Michael yeah. was what, – what happened with Michael was um, – you know, he was making a lot of money because you had a lot of people coming out to see uh, you guys perform. But Micah wasn't necessarily trying to take care of you guys, the comedians, as needed. I like, I like the there way you've no been politically set.
1: correct. Hey, Linnell, I like the way you've been uh-huh. politically correct even years later. You're a good dude, man. And, and the correct. reality is, is, you know, the comics wasn't getting paid. But, you know, at the same time, I, I'm sure he felt like, I'm giving you guys a platform to showcase your material, and it did make people's careers. So, you know, who who I don't know if those people were losers in that respect, but at the same right. time, you know, you got to pay people if you have them work, you know, always. So, hey, right. Linnell, man, stay on the line. Hold on. I got to bring my man in. This one of the coldest comics in the game. This is my partner in crime on so many levels. Ladies and gentlemen, without any further ado, show some love as he make his way to Rodney Perry Live. Mr. David Arnold. What's up, Dave? Dave, you on the air? Dave, what you on the walker talk? Dave. Yo. Yeah, there you go. There you go. What's up, Dave?
0: What's up, brother? How are you?
1: Hey, man! Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, Roddy Perry, live audience. Thank y'all for tuning in today. If you want to call in, give us a call seven one eight three zero five six three eight three. You can tune in and listen, or you can just uh, you can you can chime in. You can talk about the conversation. Uh, today, we talking about everything, man. I'm kind of kind of free flowing. Uh, my man, Steve Drayton, writer, producer, director, came on the line, and uh, I can't talk about people that have a vision and get stuff done without thinking about one of my best friends in the world, Mr. David Arnold. David, talk to me about getting shit done in this game, dude. Uh,
0: first of all, Rodney, that's what I do. <laughs> I get shit done. I'm going to start by getting this conversation in and out in about three and a half minutes, and I'm going to be done with it. Uh, <laughs> you know, the real, honestly, the real thing is, like what I've noticed, is that a lot of people want to be a celebrity or want to be a star or want to be rich, but they don't want to do the work that it takes to get there. And one of the biggest things that I've realized in doing this is that um, it's all about the follow-through, the finish. Uh You know what I'm saying? It's, It's all about that. Everybody starts stuff, but don't nobody finish, you know, and it's the people that finish that get there. You know, a lot of people start off strong, they got these ideas and whatever, and then when they hit that brick wall, they go away. You know what I mean? Right. The, the brick wall or whatever, the, op, the first obstacle, because anything you want to do worthwhile, you're going to hit some obstacles. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Like me and you talked the other day or yesterday about the whole thing with the Comedy Central thing. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You, you, right. you you throw something out, you hit an obstacle. But now the thing is, how bad do I want this? You got to go around it or you're going to quit. You gotta finish. Exactly. You gotta You've got finish. finish. If Spot you're not finishing, yeah. If you're not finishing, you might as well not even start.
1: And, and, and thing about this. I think I think more than anything, it's about having a plan. Because if you have a, a, a master plan, then the obstacles that present themselves aren't really obstacles. That's just like you say. It's just a speed bump in your route in your bigger plan. That's right.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. You've got to, you, one of the things, you know, I teach a up class here in LA and one of the things that I always tell my students that I had, when I started doing stand up 16 years ago, from day one, I had a plan. Like my father always used to tell me, if you, if you fail to plan, then you already planning to fail, period. Wow. Wow. You know what I'm saying? He used to tell me that from the time I was a kid. And so I always had these little short term goals you know what I mean? And you got to have those, whether it's going to be, you know, if you're going to write a movie or you're going to host a radio show or you go, you know, whatever you going to do, if you're going to do stand-up, you got to have a plan. My plan was when I first came here to L.A. was to become a paid regular at every one of the major clubs in L.A. That was my plan. Right. So that's what I did. I went and attacked each I called all five of the clubs, found out who was in charge and who were the people that I had to go through to become a paid regular and that's what I it took me two years to accomplish that, but that was my focus, and I got it done. Right. A lot of people don't get stuff done. A lot of people do not finish. I meet so many wow. people do that don't finish. It's um ninety percent of the people that finish, and then of the ten percent that do finish, honestly, five percent of them is really good. The other five percent really wow. ain't that good.
1: Right. So you I, can stay I, think, I think sometimes. You can – just getting it done is better than having all the talent in the room. You know what I'm saying? How many people you know know got all the talent and never get nothing done? And, you know, you you and I have seen that over the years. It's like uh, uh, how how does that stuff even happen?
0: You always – I remember when I first came to L.A., you know, before I started doing comedy, and you had seen all the comedians on TV and whatnot, and you go, you know – man, I wonder whatever happened to so and so. Then when I moved to l a and started doing comedy, all those questions were answered right yeah. because I would see him he this one hears you know he's either chasing women or this one got a drug problem, or this one just you know it's all the answer all you always get your answer and you find out whatever happened to you know what I'm saying, and there's yeah. always people a lot of people that you see who ain't that talented are very, very doing very well because they finish. Yes, it's because they can sit down and write. Let, let me tell you something. Tyler Perry to me is, you know, I have worked for Tyler Perry for the last two years. One of these, he is the epitome of hold on, getting hold on, it hold on, done. hold
1: on, hold on, Dave. Before you before you go any further, I can't just let you graze across that, ladies and <laughs> gentlemen. David Arnold, one of the writers on Meet the Browns for the last two and a half years. Uh, uh him and uh, his writing partner kind of turned that program around over there. They were firing people left and right. And so to, for any writer to be in that system more than six months is remarkable. So go ahead, Dave.
0: Uh, Thank you. Um, Anthony Hill is the brother who you're talking about who, you know, we are, we are currently doing my show together, at our show, which, you know, happens to be a star vehicle for me. But one of the things I realized when I went and work with Tyler Perry is that Tyler Perry gets it done. There's no other, there's, you know, this is a thing that I was talking about, I think I was talking about with you yesterday, is that a lot of people come down on what he's doing and the content and all that kind of stuff. You know, but at the end of the day, you know, while, yes, the content could be better. Yes, everything could always be better. You know what I mean? We can always improve upon. But right now, today, he's the only person that's creating mad, Jobs for black people and exactly. that and this dude this dude is somebody who came around in nineteen ninety six really in nine he ain't even been around a good ten years really yet you know what I'm saying okay. that I mean I'm sorry in two thousand and uh when did Tyler hit the scene, he been around he started making movies about ten years ago, you know what I'm saying, but the thing about it is the brothers made almost a billion dollars in ten years on his movies. And he's employed a lot of people. Now, there's good and bad to all of that. But at the end of the yeah. day, he gets it done. This dude will go away and lock himself away and write a script and get it done. A lot of people won't. A lot of people talk. You know, uh, Spike Lee is out there. You said something that was really smart. You said none of us can be – we're not in a position where black people can be talking about each other. Yeah. Where we can be down in each other. You know what I'm saying? Spike Lee is out there killing – Tyler about doing this and doing that. Spike leaving it around twice as long as Tyler. How how many, how many how many how much how many black people are you employing right now? How many movies right. you putting out? How many T V shows are you going and pitching to the networks? How many people are you out how many people are you out there looking for to make the next black star?
1: Wow. None. Well said. I think what, what happens is is that and and I think this is what happened to Tyler Perry. Tyler Perry tried to exist inside the system, right? Right. So, oh, he did in um, the
0: beginning.
1: Say, yeah. It. He it. And, he and tried. He tried, and all the networks told him no. And so he had the wherewithal, and he had the capital because of doing the plays to go. You know what? I believe in this, so I'm gonna I'm gonna turn around and produce this myself. So it, just, it right. goes back full circle to what we we're talking about. Uh, Steve talked about it earlier. Uh, when when nobody would give him the money to do his project, he funded those projects himself. So I think we live in a new world that says, if you believe in you, be willing to bet on yourself. And so I think the source of what, what uh, Spike Lee is feeling is like, how is this dude achieved so much so quickly when I work so hard inside this system? Well, I'm saying the system is being a part of the system is ultimately hurt you, you know, right? because you, right. you you was in that system.
0: Well, because Yourself. the thing is this, you made a bunch of money, Spike. You made some money. Now what you yes. do is you take your money and put some of your money up on your own. I mean, he did that in the beginning with a lot of his movies, then he got in the system, and then he relied on the system, I guess. But the bottom line is this. Your career is about a full journey. Like, you know, once you become, you become, most people become, you know, you become the star, And then after you become the star, then you become the director and the producer. Then you start to become, you know, Kelsey Grammer is responsible for two of the biggest black shows that we've had on lately, Girlfriends and the game. That's Kelsey Grammer from from Frasier and Cheers. This dude has the wherewithal. The white dude, exactly, has the wherewithal to go, there's something in this. And for them, let's make this show. You know what I'm saying? How many – I mean, we talked about this yesterday. How many TV shows has Bill Cosby produced lately? You know what I'm saying? That didn't involve you. But you on the air every other day talking about what black people don't do. Now, while I believe that he's definitely right about the way we carry ourselves and some of the things we do, I completely agree with it. But the other side is make an opportunity for some of us to come up. And, and, and those of us who are trying to put something out that's positive – Put your name on it and, 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 and train people to keep putting out the stuff that you used to put out.
1: Hey, you know if what I'm saying? So can in, still have that. Hey, if you just tuned in, you're listening to Rodney Perry Live. My man David Arnold was on the line. Uh, you can check him out online, davidaarnold.com. He's got a great website, lots of comedy on there. David, comedy, actor, writer. Uh, you, you're currently working on your own show, Dave. Uh, yeah. Tell us what you can tell me about
0: it. Um, we wrote ten episodes. We're doing what they call the Tyler Perry model, which, like um, a, a friend of mine said, anytime they name a model after you, you know you're doing something right. We're doing right. the, <laughs> you know, we're doing the Tyler Perry model, where we've written ten episodes of a, of a sitcom that is involving myself. That, you know, stars myself, Nicole Ari Parker, is playing my ex-wife. Rick Fox is coming aboard to play her new boyfriend. And um, we actually in talk with Nia, Leah Long now and a couple of other people to try to come Hold on board. On, wait, wait a you second, know. wait a
1: second, David. Hold, Wait a fucking minute. You named four people and none of them dark in we are long-haired dark skin. What are you talking about? We are a beautiful start...
0: brown-skinned women. And hey, wait a minute, if we're talking, if we're talking to, and we're talking to, to, um, we're talking to Keith David to play my father, okay, which is hilarious. We got, yeah, yeah. trust me, we're balanced it all out, Rodney. And you know, we <laughs> have a lot to come in. That's you know, so funny because one of the things that we talked about is that the women had to be brown skin and light skin. We couldn't have. Two light skinned women. We like immediately that was the first thing that we discussed when we did the show. It's a shame that that's that gotta be a conversation, but it definitely <laughs> is. It definitely you know, we we want the we want the best group of people to give us the the magic that we need to make the show work. Yeah,
1: you know, I'm you feel bad. This, I'm feeling bad about them replacing the first prince mama with a light skinned woman. And and they sure like, did. I, I'm like, they no, When on, she got on
0: there and showed her ass, that's why she got put off.
1: <laughs> yeah, she thought she had to job forever. Let me tell you. But something, you know what's on, you, there,
0: you know what's so yeah. funny. You know, you know what's funny is that, like, while we talk about, you know, I everything I've done in my career in the sixteen years, the things that I've done, I created myself. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And you did. We did a project together four years ago, five years ago, called Light Skin, Dark Skin, a DVD that we did that we both put up our own money. Me, you, and Zach, we each put up ten thousand dollars of our own money to do this project. And this project still has not really seen the light of day yet like it will. But it's great. But we we realize we need to do something. Let's do it ourselves. And we did it. I did that just a few months. I did it last year with my latest DVD, I've Never Heard of You Either, which I did the yeah. same thing. I put up $15,000 and shot, produced, and did my own DVD. And, you know, and we sold a bunch of copies on um, – on our website, we did really well, but it still hasn't been seen by the world.
1: So once but, I get that you know,
0: national stage,
1: it will. You know what's more important to me is the ownership, and and we and, and don't get us wrong, we had opportunities to do deals, but it just wasn't great deals. And you yeah. know, I know with uh, with light skin, dark skin, we had we had some talks about doing some deals, but you know, I would rather for us to own it and and yeah. and then, then sell it out for. Less than its worth, so so Just, that, yes, that's yes. the reason we're so we sitting do. on it, and, and while Dave and I build our brands respectively. You know, uh, it, it, it's gonna it's gonna be coming. No, no, you're not late. My my mama is on the line. Uh, uh, let, let me let me let me pull her in Dave. I know you want to say hi. to from Venice. Yeah, let me talk to your mama. <laughs> don't 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 say it like that. I don't like the way that sounds. <laughs>
4: uh, hi, hey Dave. Hi. hi David. How are you, darling? i do a good, mom. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. I almost was not present and accounted for. I hate to miss church this way. <laughs> church. <laughs> yeah, y'all been <laughs> preaching. I heard some of it about y'all's little willing and dealing and putting up money like y'all really got money. Come on now.
1: Hey,
4: well, hey, you mama,
1: know was, what? You Go ahead, buddy. No, I was just saying I was just saying my mom was there when we shot um uh, uh, like Light, David hand, it. Light skin, sure dark and dark skin. It was a pleasure. And, uh, you know, David and I go back, you know, 15 plus years. And, uh, you know, we broke bread together and we're friends. Mama, you got anything to say? I got about nine
4: minutes left in the show. Well, I just want to say uh, uh, eyes have not seen, ears have not heard what y'all about to do to bring about some positive changes in our world as we know it today. It's too much chaos, not enough love, not enough caring for one another, and comedy and reality talking, not reality shows. But telling people the truth and telling it in a positive way is more of what we need. And I know that you two guys do that with your comedy and with your writing and everything that you do. So I love your spirits. I love your hearts. And God is gonna keep blessing y'all. Go on with yourself. Oh, that's great. <laughs>
1: that's, All right, Mama. All right, I, so, I will call you in a little while, Mama. Hey, and okay, next cool. Week, you guys. Next week, Sherry Shepard on the show from the View. She's coming on next week. We're gonna chop it up, talk about the old comedy days. Before we get out of here, Dave, I want to talk about the economy. How the economy has affect, affected you, and uh, and 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 what do you see down the pipe for us as a country?
0: Uh, phew, the economy. Um, the biggest thing that I realized, you know, a few years back, I had, I had bought and was dabbling in a lot of real estate. You know I mean? I owned a lot of property and whatnot. And when the economy went under, people stopped paying their rent. So I had to let all those properties go, you know. And, you know, that affected, you know, that, of course, that affected me and affected my credit. But, uh, you know, fortunately, I was able to buy me a house and survive within it. But, you know, this... This this economy is is obviously is not good, but I think the biggest thing is people being able to adjust their lifestyles and learning how to live within their means. And until you can get through, because everything comes back around, you know it will right. it will swing back up again. It's just a matter of trying to survive until it does, you know and. You you realize there's stuff that you don't need as opposed to stuff that you want when you don't when everybody's not blessed to make the kind of living that you and I have made. You know what I'm saying? Right. Where you can just you know where stuff just don't bother. I mean, I, I filled up my truck my Lincoln Navigator the other day. It cost me a hundred dollars.
4: hundred
1: dollars to put in that. Huh? That's crazy. I was, dis-
0: yeah. <laughs> I was disgusted. You know what I'm saying? When I put that in there, I've never seen a hundred dollars on the gas pump. I took a picture of it with my phone. I was like, "This is I'm disgusted," you know. And I didn't almost want to drive nowhere. I just wanted to park the car, and just let it sit there because I knew it had a hundred dollars worth of gas in it. Because I was like, "This is ridiculous." But you know, my you know, fortunately, I, my my family man, we're trying to, you know, tighten up the places that we. That we spend money, we're just trying to be smart and trying to, you know, trying to get through this, and also, you know, trying to find other ways and sources of income to keep, you know, to keep yourself, you know, living at the level of what you want to live. But you know, you got to live within your means right now because this, if not, it will definitely take you under. You know, yeah, it will definitely think, take you under.
1: I think the, the 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 economy is more than dollars and cents. So I think the state of our economy. Is 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 more? It's like a feeling too. It's how people feel. Like, you know, I think, you know, I was watching CNN this morning, and uh, they say they they lowered our credit rating. You know, the United States credit rating went from a triple A to a double A. Which I didn't even oh. know we had a credit rating. I didn't know the United States had a FICO score. So, oh yeah. What, what I think, what I think is equivalent to is the fact that. People don't feel good about spending money. See, money is called currency. Currency requires, the root word of currency is current. So money has to move. And I think our money in this country has become stagnant. And because of that, people are kind of sitting on, on the money that they do spend. But I think we are in the field that historically tends to flourish in bad times, which is entertainment. You know, entertainment. People are a little more uh, uh, selective about what entertainment they spend on, but they do spend on entertainment. So if you can do yeah, something fly, right now, you can you can actually end up, you know, you know, really kind of making some money. I mean, through the height of the of the bottom of the economy, you and I were both doing pretty good.
0: Yeah, that's true. That is true. It's very true. Yeah, it, people are very. It's, you're right. It's a state of mind. Like even when you go to some of the comedy clubs, you know you can tell that the clubs are not as full as they used to be. You can tell. You can feel the energy of the audience too. Like black, like black right. people, they, they, they really want you to be funny because I'm really stretching my money to come out here and be out here looking at you. So you so, know, right. spending twenty five dollars to come see you ain't as easy as it was. So you need to be twice as funny as you was. Before this economy was like it was, because I really don't need to be here tonight. You know what I'm saying? It's like, you can feel it. You definitely can feel the energy in the air, without a doubt.
1: Wow. My mama, my mama in the chat room, she said, just make you some beans. That's old black folks' economics.
0: <laughs> that's exactly what I just read. I started screaming. I was like, that's hilarious. So,
1: that is so, so Dave, true. man, I, I, I want to thank you for calling in. I want to thank Mr. Steve Drayden. I want to thank Dre Parker, everybody in the chat room man it, it it's been a it's been a hot show today it, it's crazy man i am I'm, I'm now i'm i've been up for the last twenty four hours i actually uh uh we we leaving now headed to chicago going to visit my grandmother uh my children have never really spent no time around my grandmother you know they know their grandmother, which is my mom, but they don't know my grandmother so we going to chicago spend some time with grand with my grandma and uh and uh it, it's a pleasure always to talk to one of my friends in the game. Uh, my uh, and 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 definitely one of the people I admire as to work ethic, man. Like all I ask out of my children or my friends is is work hard. And man, you you you're one of those hard workers, Dave. What's next for you, man? Huh? What's
4: next for you?
0: Next thing for me is I'm getting ready to go to New York as far as stand-up because I'm starting to film uh, Russell Simmons and Stan Latham's new uh, comedy show on Comedy Central. I'll be in New York the 20. the 30th and the 1st of September, uh, we are we start meetings this week on my TV show, my sitcom called Life with Dave. That we start meetings, we meet with um, Ice Cube's company this week, and we meet with Queen Latifah's company this week. Next week we meet with Kelsey Grammer. So we're starting to go out, and we're at the point now where we're starting to meet with production companies to find a home for our show. I have, I'm about to start. Do, I'm about to start vlogging again, uh, which, you know, was just one of the things that really got me a lot of attention last year. I'm about to start vlogging again, and I just created an account to do a blog radio show, and I'm going to do my first one tomorrow at 11 o'clock, and we're going to talk about relationships and whether or not there's really any truth in relationships, or is truth something we say we want, but we really don't. So those are the things that I'm about to, you know, start doing, and then, you know, regular old, Stuff I'm about to when we hang up here. I'm about to get it going in his backyard and do some laps in my swimming pool. And thank God for the things that I've been blessed with. See, see,
1: that's, a, see that's what I'm talking about, David Arnold. This is why I, I, that's why I, that's why I fuck with you. You understand me? Because you know, outside of <laughs> all of the people that believe that you're an asshole, there's the <laughs> one glimmer of hope that I always see it. I will be like, you know what? This is one of those dudes, man. Thank you for coming on today. David Arnold, uh, this is right okay. Perry live, and uh, I- I'm gonna close. I'm gonna close out with this, man. It's 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 an extreme blessing that we have each day that we get an opportunity to uh, walk around on this planet, and and this this blessing that we have, we have to take advantage of it. We you cannot be um, in a place where you're not willing to work. If, if you're not willing to work, you, you, you're not willing to believe in yourself. If you're not willing to believe in yourself, the goals and aspirations you have will never come true. So what is that thing? What's your goal? What's your passion? Give some time to it. Give five minutes to it, ten minutes to it. Give some time to your thing this week. Start on it. Give 60 seconds. Take, the, take a sheet of paper off. If you want to be a writer, start writing you want to act, start acting. People ask me all the time, how you become an actor? Actors, act. Start acting. No matter what you want to do, get some time to it, and I guarantee it'll come to fruition. This is Rodney Perry. We are doing it. I see you. Comedian c Dog. what's up, boy? Thanks for ca- calling in. Lanelle, Mama Venice, David Arnold, all y'all that came in and called in today, it's been an incredible show. Thank you so much. We're going to keep going. My name is Rodney Perry, and this is Rodney Perry Live.
2: Be good.